I think you all know that I've always felt the nine most terrifying words in the English language are, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. What happens when circus clowns claim to be prophets and fact checkers? Well, today we're going to dig deep into the big top rainbow performers and find out exactly that. Welcome to another episode of Straight Talk. I'm your host, Jason Brunt. And as always, we've got another episode that's going to make your skin crawl and eyes cross with multicolored insanity. Does God not only support the trans community, but does he elevate them? Well, some pastors from the queer churches are trying to convince their congregations exactly that, and also your children on social media. If you live in Southwest Florida and you're wondering why your school boards are still secretly trying to indoctrinate your children, we have some interesting developments that we're going to be going over that reveal a lot about the behind-the-scenes indoctrination happening at those school boards. Of course, you can't go another week without more ridiculous news coming out of the Ku Klux Alphabet Clan. And in our last segment, we're going to be joined by Rigo and Tina Benitez from the River Church in Tampa to help us break down what the Bible actually says about these issues. So stick around because today's episode you will not soon forget. But first, a message from Big Brother. The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entities they represent or are affiliated with. Our school boards are plagued by board members who do not care about the children that they claim to represent. I speak at my local school boards every chance I get only to watch the blank stares coming back at me from the people that we elected to represent the values of the majority of their community members. However, they don't care about the majority. They're afraid of the groups that are the loudest and the most obnoxious. Well, guess what? That's not the majority of people who have traditional values and respect the process. In fact, they will tell you to follow the process, but it's merely comparable to just a placebo where parents feel like they're following the proper procedures to be heard. Yet in many cases, the emails and phone calls are just outright ignored. The members of Florida Straits and myself included and many other parents have made several attempts to contact our local school boards through emails and through phone calls, and the board has made zero attempts to address our concerns. After months of attempting to follow the process, I've been forced to start confronting the members of the Charlotte County School Board about their blatant disregard about the majority of their residents and then direct violations of the Parental Bill of Rights. Well, what was my plight? Well, watch for yourselves. Jason Brunt, I'm a homeowner here in Port Charlotte. I want to thank you for allowing me to address you this evening. I stand here as a concerned parent, representing hundreds of parents and students who share my concerns about the current situations in our schools. Our children's innocence is precious, and we must protect it from the proliferation of inappropriate materials driven by the adult culture war that is seeping into our educational systems. I would like to revisit a topic I raised previously, the rainbow safe stickers that have become prevalent in our classrooms. Last time, I was told that the school board meeting was not the place to have the conversation. 
but I respectfully disagree. Uh, I've taken the time to write each of you, and that has fallen on deaf ears. So here I am today to emphasize that these concerns are not isolated, but shared by many parents and students in our district. The rainbow flags and stickers, which became O2 common, have a history that needs to be acknowledged. In 1978, Gilbert Baker created the pride flag as a response to certain religious beliefs, as a contradiction to what many people believe was God's promise, and its colors were chosen with a specific message. It was designed to include everybody but straight people. Now, while it has evolved to be more inclusive, as you'll see waving around this room, there remains a glaring absence of representation for heterosexual individuals. To claim that these stickers we are, are going meant to, to be inclusive, please go ahead. To claim these stickers are meant to be inclusive for everyone is a disservice to both our intelligence and the countless instances where they have, in fact, been divisive. In an educational environment that should foster inclusivity and equality for all students, these stickers contradict our own district policies. They have led to instances where students have been harassed by their teachers and where students hesitate to confide in their educators and counselors because they display politicized and controversial stickers on their doors and classrooms. I conducted a survey amongst many students, including my own children, asking if they would feel safe seeking guidance from a teacher with such stickers on their doors, and the resounding answer was, no. It is clear that these stickers do not align with our, their values, and they actively convey a divisive message. If our shared goal is to truly create an inclusive and unbiased learning environment, then we must reconsider the presence of these divisive stickers and divisive clubs in our K-12 through school systems. Let us parents be the one to guide our children's moral and ethical development without undue influence. Your role is that of educators and administrators entrusted with our tax dollars. Please focus on providing the fundamental education we entrust you with without imposing political beliefs and personal beliefs on our children. I want to be clear. Our concern is that the presence of these divisive stickers and clubs may lead to an environment reminiscent of the Hitler Youth programs marked by ideological indoctrination, and we must avoid such a scenario in our school districts. Thank you. Thank you. Now, most people with half a brain cell would hear what I just had to say and realize that it's quite a reasonable request. I mean, according to House Bill 1557 and the expansion of 1069, this stuff shouldn't even be there. The Parental Bill of Rights, Chapter 1014, Subsection A and B, gives us parents the right to guide our children's moral, educational, religious beliefs the way that we see fit without undue influence. But these people don't care. Why? Because they're afraid. They're afraid of being made fun of. One of the board members, which I'll go over here in a minute, I attended one of her speeches at a private rally where I was actually able to speak with her and get a human response, said that the new superintendent, Mark Vianello, got so much hate mail, it was affecting him. Grow a pair, dude. If you are so afraid to stand up for what's right, then you are not somebody that should be in the position to be able to make decisions for our children. If 90% of your community feels a certain way about a certain subject, you cannot pretend to be ignorant and, and, and oblivious to it. But the radical woke mob, what you didn't see in that video behind me, there was 30 to 40 radical activists with their trans pride flags waving in the air, asking for books like Gender Queer to be brought back into the school system. Now, for the record, Gender Queer was never in the Charlotte County school system, but they want to put it in there. That's that book I showed you with the kid porn in it. That's disgusting. But these board members 
are too concerned about their social status, their clout, and their little Facebook likes, and how many people is going to vote for them then next election, that they don't even care about the people that they claim to represent. This fear from the woke mob is what stifles almost all of the so-called patriots in our nation. So, I speak, I get no response. I email, I get no response. We make phone calls, we get no response. So I heard that Kim Amantri, one of the school board members, who claims to be a conservative Christian, was speaking at an event. So I went to the event and I'd asked her, how do, our, how do us parents get any sort of resolution when you don't even acknowledge our existence? But if you look through the Freedom of Information on all of the emails that they receive from these rainbow cultists, they all seem to get responses because these people are afraid of them. And that is the issue, ladies and gentlemen, you need to get to these school boards. I was there. There was about five of us speaking on behalf of traditional values and eliminating the divisive sexualization that is still going on in our schools in violation of parental rights. What does the school board say? Well, the law is up until interpretation. So we're trying to work our way through. It's not interpretation. You guys are buffoons. The rainbow flags in the schools and the LGBTQ clubs are divisive. It's teaching our children that the only way to gain love and acceptance is if you subscribe to this set of values, not the ones that you were raised and brought up with. Well, I'm here to tell you it's not happening anymore. So we started getting more emails sent over to them. We started making a little bit more noise. And what happened? Well, we've been attacked over 50 different times throughout our social media by radical activists all over the country. I had somebody stop by my house the other day in a car and call us bigots and homophobes. This woke army is aggressive, violent, and filled with hate. This is not a group that you bow down to. Hate should have no place in our schools. There should be nothing about sexuality, whether it's a sticker, a flag, or the teachers that manipulate their children to draw these flags so they can hang it in their classroom under the guise of students' work. This is unacceptable. And everybody that's listening, if you live in any one of the counties in Florida, especially Southwest Florida, you need to activate now. You need to write emails to these people now because they are caving to pressure. And what pressure do you want them to cave to? The woke mob or reality? Ladies and gentlemen, it is time to bring reality back into our school systems. These divisive stickers that promote sexuality need to be removed off of any publicly funded K through 12 school that focuses on minor children. Save it for the adults. The electives in college are absolutely ridiculous. Some of the ones that you can take, but that is something that a child, an adult at that point can elect to take. You don't force an ideology on our children. We need an equal environment where everyone can be celebrated for being human, for being American. Treat each child as an individual and nothing more, nothing less. This protected class should never be an issue in a K-12 public school. Everybody should be of the same class. The, the student body, the class of 2023, it should not be divisive. But they don't want to hear reality. In fact, when I confronted this lady, Kim Amantri from the Charlotte County School Board, she basically told me in front of the crowd, well, the only people that really care about this are you and this guy over here. It's not even a big enough issue for us to be considering. Ladies and gentlemen, it is a big enough issue. It's a huge issue. 
So please check the links in the description. I'm going to put all their email addresses in there. And if you live anywhere in Southwest Florida, or you've got family over here in Southwest Florida, start writing them emails because these people are cowards and they will cave to any pressure from anyone. And right now they've got a litany of overweight, purple-headed women with trans flags waving in their faces, sending them emails that hurt their feelings, and they're caving. This lady's supposed to be a conservative Christian. She caved. She tries to make excuses for all of the decisions they make. And when I talk to her, she tries to dismiss me. I mentioned a couple of concerns that some parents have shared with me, and she's like, oh, that's just ridiculous. It's not ridiculous, lady. This is how we feel. Our movement has grown from 25 people and exploded in a short period of time. Why? Because parents are concerned. So if you're one of those people that just like a little post or share a little thing and you feel like you've done your duty, you haven't. You suck. Get off your rear end. Get to the school boards. The next school board, the event is posted on floridastraits.com under the call to action for here in Charlotte County. And if you're one of the members or residents here in Charlotte County, I suggest you show up at that school board because the woke mob is coming again and they're going to have more reinforcements. And a lot of these people are from all sorts of different places, not even in the state of Florida. They bust them in. I wouldn't be surprised if some of them are paid to show up, but some of the things that you hear are disgusting. One of the gentlemen that spoke at this school board meeting made a direct threat. Like, well, if you don't change this, there's going to be some problems. Uh, come on, man. This is what these people do. They're violent and they're vicious. The party of love and tolerance is the most intolerant and hate-filled group that exists today. It is the Ku Klux Alphabet Klan. So please, ladies and gentlemen, Let's start holding our school board members accountable. This ship has listed and taken on water and the bilge pump we're using is not strong enough to flood it out with five people showing up against 50. The woke mob is going to win. They're organized, they're well-planned, and they're dedicated to grooming your child. Please get off your butts, check Florida Straits, call action, show up at the next school board meeting. When you're done watching this video, or heck, pause it right now, go to the links in the description, and write an email. It'll take you two minutes. I promise you're not going to get carpal tunnel syndrome over it. It is time to activate. No more of this Bluetooth patriotism, ladies and gentlemen. You have to plug in because they are all plugged in. We are at war, and we are not going to win. We are losing this battle. And if I'm losing this battle in Charlotte County, where the majority of our constituents are on our side... Oh, man, I can only imagine what's going on. In fact, I want to show you something here that's happening right now in Sarasota. So check this out. This is from a group on Facebook called Concerned Citizens of Sarasota County Schools. This was posted by a patriot named Melissa Marie, who I've actually had the luxury of interacting with. In fact, Melissa Marie's TikTok video that she cut of me speaking at the Sarasota County School Board is what propelled me into the national spotlight. Not sure if I should thank her for that or not, but you know what? Here we are. But this woman really truly does care about her children and she cares about our school system and she's one of the heavy hitters in the fight trying to stop this indoctrination of our kids. But check this out. This is Tom Edwards. He is a member of the Sarasota County School Board. He is married to a man who formerly was associated with Antifa, for goodness sakes. These are the people that are making the decision in that school district. And trust me, Sarasota County is one of the worst counties out of all 67 counties in the state of Florida when it comes to grooming and indoctrinating your children. 
In fact, my wife and I sold our house in Sarasota County and moved to Charlotte County, and the number one reason that we did so was because of this type of crap that constantly keeps getting forced down our children's throat. But we moved to Charlotte County, and you heard my story there. It's happening here, too. This rainbow turd keeps rolling downhill. These are the people making the decision for your children and your school system, and they're telling the kids that if you do not subscribe to this certain set of views and beliefs, that you are not accepted and loved. How do you think our children feel when there's clubs celebrating people who are of one certain class and there's not a single speck of recognition or celebration for them, for having traditional values, maybe coming from a nuclear family, or maybe being a person of faith? Teachers, it is not your job to teach our children about who they should sleep with or who you think that you should sleep with. Keep sex out of our K-12 through public school systems. This is an absurd Thing to even be talking about. I feel like I'm in clown world at this point in time because this is a discussion that should never have happened. This podcast shouldn't even be a thing. Florida Straits should never have to exist. But the reason we do is because of Newton's third law, every action deserves an equal and opposite reaction. It is time that we need to start holding these people accountable. They're afraid of the woke mob. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we outnumber them. Let's make them afraid of us. Two. Ah, a little flustered on all of this stuff. I can't believe the way that these people cowered down to fear. If you are one of these people that have no set of cojones, then you should not be in a position of public authority. You should not be making decisions for our children. You should get a job at McDonald's and ask if you want fries with that. This is not something that needs to be in the schools anymore, ladies and gentlemen, and it is not going to get better. And if we don't put the floodgates up now, until we can figure out how to control this flow, it's going to collapse and we're all underwater. So previously, we've been criticized because we compared Nazis to the current LGBTQ plus agenda in the school. So I'm going to take a breather from talking about the most recent example in our history and move on to another one that's relatively recent. Let's talk about Mussolini's Italy. I'll read with you a little bit here. Before enduring Mussolini's leadership from 1922 to 1943, his propaganda displayed a crucial role in shaping and manipulating the Italian masses. While some of it seems pretty black and white with posters worshipping the regime's ideology and newspaper articles on the benefits of this ideology, there was actually countless forms of propaganda used during this time. There were many modes, including exhibits, hmm, displays from the LGBTQ clubs, Songs on the radio, hmm, Taylor Swift, films, pretty much everyone coming out now, slogans and more. Where have we seen this type of stuff before? It's happening right now. It's the indoctrination through the Disney movies. It's the corporate America in the month of June, everybody changing their logos. The introduction of these flags in the classrooms and at school board meetings saying, hey, mutilate your kids. It's okay. A boy can become a girl. No, you can't. This, so the range of these topics also varied greatly. One of these modes used to spread these beliefs that was crucial to Mussolini and his regime was the indoctrination within the schools hmm. at such a young age the brain is still developing and italian fascists preyed on this fact by instilling their beliefs and utilizing propaganda at students at a young age mussolini was able to build a whole nation off of these beliefs the indoctrination within the schooling system took form in many different ways right away the curriculum was changed in order in order to reflect these beliefs where are we seeing this 
Well, a boy can become a girl if he wants to. We just accept everybody. There's 97,000 different genders. You can be, uh, what was some of them, uh, demi-boy, pansexual, asexual, this or that. But what you can't be is heterosexual. That's not in any of the options. You can't be a man or you can't be a woman. You can pretend to be a man. You can pretend to be a woman, but you can't actually be one of them. I mean, I could go on reading over this entire thing, but the, the, the common denominator between all of these terrible regimes that ended up brainwashing their entire masses, it all began in the schools. So if you ever see anything changing drastically in the schools that's supported by a political regime, a corporate ideology, and, and an all-out assault from every single angle of media, radio, news, there's a reason. It's because they're trying to indoctrinate your children into a certain set of beliefs that might and most likely does contradict the values and teachings that they were raised with. Mussolini's Italy, Mao's China, Hitler's Germany, Stalin's Soviet Union. We can go through every one of these every podcast and point out the similarities. It's a waste of time because it happens. And what they've done is they've taken a little hybrid from all of these different regimes Put it together, probably used AI to do it. And I love my pastor. He calls AI asinine idiocy because that's exactly what it is. But they use these tactics and they formulated a little agenda to make you feel guilty if you don't agree with it. And we're just trying to love everybody and we just want to accept everybody. These people that transition, these these people in this LGBTQ plus movement have a higher suicide rate of any other class of folks. That should be something that we actually concern ourselves with. And that's what that's telling us is that this indoctrination is not helping. It's harming suicide rates from that community continue to increase every single year as acceptance supposedly gains. If the society is becoming more accepting, they're celebrated by Disney, by corporate America, by media, by all their music, by their peers, by their teachers, by their counselors, by every single aspect of their life outside of the home. Why are suicide rates continuing to increase? Logic would say that suicide rates would go down. But instead, we keep perpetuating this idea as a society. This is like wiping before you poop. It makes zero sense. These people are brainwashed and complete morons, and I hate to say it, and if I offended you by it, good. The truth is uncomfortable. This movement is dangerous. We're mutilating children. We're creating psychological problems that last a lifetime. We're sterilizing our own people. This is not safe for children, and honestly, it's not safe for adults either. What would be safe is offering true mental health counseling. Not mental health enabling, and that's what a majority of these counselors and psychologists that come out of the progressive left do. You go in and say, well, you know, I don't feel like this body part belongs. I want to cut it off. And as long as it's a genital, they're completely on board with it. Let me tell you something. There's a condition called body dysmorphic disorder. So if you go to a doctor, even today, and you say to the doctor, you know, I don't think I need this arm. I don't want this arm. I feel like this arm just shouldn't be here. I would like you to amputate my arm because I feel like I should be a single or double or quadruple amputate. The doctor is going to look at you and go, okay, well, we've got some psychological issues here. You're probably going to need your arm. You know, you have to pick things up. You got to move things around. Hey, maybe you want to wave at somebody or maybe you want to give them a finger. Whatever the case may be, 
you probably need both of your extremities. So doctors will say, hey, this is an issue. It's called body dysmorphic disorder, and we need to address this issue. So they put you in counseling. You take classes. You start learning to be okay with the body that you're in. But if it's your penis, well, we got to cut it off. If it's your breasts, ah, they got to go. Why? Well, because CNN told me to say that. These doctors get kickbacks and incentives for this type of stuff, too. And one of these episodes in the future, we'll go through the financial avenues and show you how they're making billions of dollars off of mutilating our children. This is wrong. Remember back in the 90s when all the crazy leftists had an issue with like Africa and how they were doing genital mutilation? It was a huge thing. Oh, you can't do that. They're mutilating these kids' genitals. It's absolutely terrible. Oh, my God. Let me get my rainbow flag and wave it. This is disgusting. Oh, but now the rainbow flag has that little triangle in it. And oh, yeah, let's just lop it off. Let's just lop it off. Boy wants to be a girl. Sure, you can. You could be a girl. Why can't you be a goldfish? Why can't you be a ostrich? You can't. You, you, they say, I want to just be my authentic self. So be your authentic self. If you were born a boy, learn how to be a boy. Period. You're born a girl, learn how to be a girl. Gender's a social construct. <laughs> Up until 10 minutes ago, this is absurd, ladies and gentlemen. Grab a hold of your society. If you've got kids in the school district, everybody says, well, pull them out of public schools. Well, I'm fighting the fight to keep them in the public schools and change the public schools because our taxpayer dollars are paying for this indoctrination and it needs to stop. You want a school that promotes this type of ideology? Put them in a private school. Make your own little trans private school where all the kids can run around with purple hair and fail their classes and prove to society that this is a bad idea. Oh, my goodness. Let's go ahead and move into some national news. So here we are. Gateway Pundit again. Gender bending teacher couple in Tennessee busted for prostitution in a police sting. Man, look at this couple. You don't even know which witch is which in this one. And it's just Looney Tune 1 and Looney Tune 2. A pair of substitute teachers in Tennessee who are apparently some combination of the LGBTQ++ and, <laughs> and in a relationship were just busted for prostitution. See, the writer of this doesn't even know which witch is which. According to them, they need to do this in order to survive. A trans and queer activist couple who are substitute teachers for Tennessee school districts were recently busted for prostitution in Tennessee after an undercover sting by police. Any activist shouldn't be a teacher. I'm an activist. I shouldn't be a teacher. These people are activists. They definitely shouldn't be teachers. Ezra Fry, 22 years old, and David Acevedo, 25 years old, were cited in late August when Chattanooga police, narcotics, and detectives were an undercover in a prostitution sting. The couple were detained after Fry led the undercover cop to the bedroom and was handed money for the sexual interaction. Man, this cop must have had a brass pair to be able to hold face while he went through that. I don't care. Everyone has seen my privates, Fry allegedly said to an officer. WTVC reported Fry told authorities that the couple had been in the business for several years as a way to make extra money. Both had been substitute teachers in Hamilton, Hamilton County schools as recently as this year. The police report stated an officer who posed as John, <laughs> a John, 
made contact with Fry through an illicit prostitution website to set up a sexual arrangement. The officer revealed that Fry, who is trans and uses they-them pronouns, invited the undercover officer in their house because he was a new client. I got a great idea. If you want to make money and you're a teacher, maybe instead of worrying about they-them pronouns, worry about educating your students because if you were a good teacher and you provided value in the classroom and you educated those students, their grades elevated, you would get promoted. You would make more money. You would be considered a good teacher, not a groomer. These are a couple of groomers. And ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening and not watching this, we're going to put the links in the description, but you need to check out this couple. I'm not sure which one started as what and where they are. Who knows what their biological background really was, but this is one thing that is clear. This is mental illness, and this looks like an advertisement for the Ringling Brothers Circus. And that's what happens when you shut the circus down. All the clowns go wild. Activists, stay out of our schools. I promise, I won't teach a school, and neither should you. But let's just forget the whole hoo-hoo aspect of this conversation. There's plenty there to talk about. What about the rights of women who have worked for decades to have the accomplishments that they've earned in our society? What about their equal rights? Aren't you getting sick and tired of hearing stories about Leah Thomas taking awards and accomplishments away from excellent athletes like Riley Gaines? Don't you get sick of like last week's episode when we're talking about trans cyclists that took first and second place away from actual women that had been training for years and decades to be able to accomplish what they wanted? This is robbing women from their accomplishments. This is taking 50 plus years of accomplishments and wiping the floor with it so that way we can affirm somebody who is an absolute nut. But... It gets even worse. Miss Universe has uh, more than four different contestants in it now that are all trans. So they're going to try to take the title of the most revered woman while they're swinging a set of twigginberries downstairs. How is this fair to women? I'm a father of a daughter. How am I supposed to explain to my daughter that men are better at being women than you? That's wrong. How am I supposed to expect my daughter to feel safe when she goes into a private area where she can change or use the restroom when there's going to be some pervert in there that's looking her up and down? And no, that doesn't happen, sir. Yes, it does. There is countless articles. If you don't follow the Gateway Pundit, I highly recommend you check them out, thegatewaypundit.com. There's revolver.news. There's also 100% F-E-D up. I'm not sure if that's F'd up or fed up, but both of them are appropriate. Follow those three sites. You cannot go a couple of days without seeing another story about somebody sneaking in the bathroom or a pervert getting arrested because he's sitting there in a changing room with a, with a heart on. This needs to stop. For the safety of our future generation, for the safety of our children, I could tell you some personal anecdotes that would blow your socks off about this exact situation, but I'm not doing it on a podcast, but feel free to send me a message. I'll be more than happy to explain some personal anecdotes of this type of situation that has affected our family and many around us. This is creating a very unsafe and dangerous environment for our young women. It's also creating an environment where they feel that they can never accomplish anything if there's somebody that's trans in the room. They're going to get better recognition. They're going to get celebrated. We see homecoming 
prom kings and queens that aren't even from the biological sex that they are. This is robbing women of their accomplishments. Speaking of robbing, robbing women uh, uh, from their accomplishments, uh, I want to read to you this next one here. This is off of uh, Fox News. I really try to avoid this website like the plague. It's right up there with CNN and all the other ones that are controlled by, I think, three people only. So the narrative, it's all propaganda. This is Joseph Goebbels in a, in a guise of Republican. It's not. Uh, transgender former football coach listed in Maxim, Australia's Hot 100 Women, alongside Margot Robbie, who's an actual hot woman. A former Australian football coach and biological male was included in a list of Australia's top 100 fine and fierce femmes for 2023. Maxim Magazine is known as a men's magazine that features images of beautiful women, but a recent list published by Maxim Australia has commentators outraged. Maxim Australia made headlines for listing at least one known transgender woman, dude, former Australian football player coach, Danny, formerly Dean, so we're just going to refer to it as Dean. Dean Lydley, Dean was ranked 92 among the list of Maxim Australia's Hot 100 that celebrates noteworthy Australian women every single year. Maxim Australia editor-in-chief Santi Pintado touted the list as the magazine's annual eclectic and definitive list of Australian women who have impressed, made headlines, or simply had a huge year. Adding, the past 12 months saw an abundance of fine and fierce femmes who have vowed with their aptitude, intellect, humor, attributes, and overall incredible talents. How are you getting wowed? Oh my goodness. I'm sorry for taking a pause on this. I just scrolled down and saw the picture. This looks like that guy that Rocky fought. What was his name? The Russian dude. I can't remember his name right now. With long hair. What a disgusting thing to put. Look at Margot Robbie. Now, she's a liberal twit, but she's a very attractive lady. And you got this dude over here. It's like Hulk Hogan without the Fu Manchu. And this is one of the hottest women in Australia. Ladies and gentlemen, I went to Australia. I've seen a lot of the women out there. There's very attractive women throughout Australia. And you're telling me out of a hundred that you could select that this makes the list. This is robbing women from their accomplishments. And there is no question in my mind that this, this, this thing still has a bulge. There's no question about it. No question about it. This is probably one of those sickos that sits in the damn dressing room watching women undress like that Leah Thomas thing. Absurd. Absurd. Look at this. Oh, there's some more pictures. Well. Wow. Wow. I, I, I'm completely. Oh, oh, there's a video. Let's look at that. Let's look at this real quick. Look at this creep. Oh, can it talk? It can. It does. It talks too. Talk to people. Um, you know, I was in I was in the 1.8% um, of transgender people who hid it from the world. Be vulnerable. 
find some I people who you can truth. trust, uh, who you can talk oh to, and they'll support you. And invariably, the truth is everything a lie, will right? be okay. I told my truth. <laughs> George Orwell. Which was, this is what know, we're living to, in. We're living to help, in a world to help where dad out up is and, down, and tell is her right, story the best way that women. And it sounds like a dude. He's trying to fake it. it. Sounds like a dude. And look in the picture over here on the right. It's adjusting its top like you actually have a set of honkers. You don't. Oh, my God. Guys, girls, please. It's time to wake up. Time to wake up. Start calling us out. Don't care if you offend somebody. The truth is offensive sometimes. This is time to start calling it out because if you care, A, about reality, B, about women's accomplishments, and C, about the destruction of America, it is time we call these ridiculous dudes out. Dean is a lunatic. I just don't understand where this identity stuff stops. I mean, can I identify to being a dolphin and get free admission to SeaWorld so I can go see my kinfolk? I don't know. But what we do try to do here is every once in a while put some positive news out there and show you that there is a way that you can win this fight. And again, like I always tell you, it's a war with your wallet. So off the Gateway Pundit over here, we've got this lovely little article. Get woke, go broke. Victoria's Secrets going back to basics after sales plummet with woke ad campaign featuring Megan Rapinoe, who is a pro-trans advocate. Now, watch her popularity start plummeting a little bit, and Megan, I can almost promise you, is going to end up becoming a Mike, so that way she can get that last little spike in popularity. Victoria's Secret is learning a valuable lesson. In 2021, the legendary lingerie chain announced a new woke approach to branding and advertising featuring soccer player Mike Rapinoe as a brand ambassador. Then something very predictable happened. Their sales plummeted. Now the company has announced that they're going back to basics. Why? Because you started speaking with your wallet. Because as it turns out, women's ideology of beauty does not include flat-chested trans activists or morbidly obese women in a two-piece. Lingerie retailer Victoria's Secret plans to withdraw its attempt at being more inclusive with its marketing reverting to its original reputation in the wake of decreased sales. The brand, known for hiring beautiful models, had tried to diversify its models over the past few years, including plus-size and transgender representative. However, the rebrand attempt was not translated into increased sales. I wonder why. With the outlet's projected revenue for this year at $6.2 billion, down from an almost 20% compared to 2020's $7.5 billion. Despite everyone's best endeavors, it's not been enough to carry the day, Victoria's Secret CEO Martin Waters said. Part of the attempted rebrand included hiring Megan Rapinoe, an athlete and activist who has advocated transgender women competing in women's sports, and Valencia Sampiao, I'd have probably ruined that name, who became the outlet's first transgender model. So it's probably like John Smith. In the wake of Sampeo's hiring, Ed Razik, former chief of marketing officer of Victoria's Secret, resigned from the outlet. Anyone could have told them that this approach wasn't going to work. So I get it. Victoria's Secrets is a lingerie line for women, but let me tell you something. Men have a lot of driving force behind that. And 
I don't look at it anymore, I promise. But when I was a child, I used to love watching the Victoria model runway shows. And trust me, it wasn't because I appreciated the style of lace that they had or the material that was used in production of their bikinis. There was a different reason. I'll allow you to use your imagination on why. This agenda is not working. We're crushing them, and we need to continue to do so with your wallet. But in addition to your wallet, you need to do so with your actions as well. Call out the BS. If you see something, say something. And do not be afraid of being proud of your traditional values. Well, real boys and girls, that brings us into our next segment. So we're going to show you a video here in a little bit, but we're going to save it for our next two guests to help us dissect it a little bit. But a recent trend that's been going on through the plague that is called TikTok and these shorts and all of the quick 15 second to 30 second video clips that barely even hold the attention span of Gen Z, which let me take a break on that for a second. This is a known fact. MIT did a study about it. The human attention span for Gen Z is roughly around 15 seconds. That's why TikTok videos lose interest right after the first 15 seconds. When we're breeding a society with the attention span of a goldfish, how are you going to give any information that has any sustenance within 15 seconds? You can't. So we've got a lot of these crazy pastors that run these queer churches. And again, we're going to show that video to you here in a moment. But what they're trying to tell people is that God not only loves transgenders and homosexuals, but they're revered and they'll be welcome and elevated higher than men and women in heaven. And they do it under the guise of them being a eunuch, because in the Bible it says, eunuchs, Jesus said that they will be held to a higher esteem in heaven than just men and women. So they say, well, a eunuch is somebody who has castrated themselves, so I guess if I cut my wee-wee off, I'm going to heaven. Well, I want to break this down a little bit more, and our guests coming up are going to do it a little bit better than I can, but in the Bible it says you were either born a eunuch, you were made a eunuch by men, or you chose to be a eunuch and lived a life of celibacy in order to give glory to God, in order to, conf- to, to remove the temptations of sex so that way you can focus your energy and time in getting closer to God and entering the kingdom of heaven. I would love for anybody in the comments below on these videos to show me one example of one of these crazy transitioning transgender clowns that is actively trying to get people closer to God or that they mutilated themselves so that way they could maintain a life of celibacy. These people don't maintain a life of celibacy. I accidentally ended up in Key West one time shortly or maybe in the middle of, I'm not really sure, got out of there as quick as we could, a fantasy fest where a lot of these lunatic clowns keep running around. In fact, we did a segment a couple episodes ago about one of the clowns that's actually running for office down there that looks like a retarded homosexual chicken. It is a very sexualized community. And even though they can't many times feel orgasm, they still go through the weird motions of sexuality. They do their parades where they're dressed in bondage and shaking their junk in front of kids' faces. This is a very sexualized culture. So if you're going to tell me that a whole bunch of fruitcakes running down the road with purple hair and dildos hanging off of their wrists are trying to get themselves closer to God or bring people to that envelope, you're an idiot and you need to punch yourself in the face. This is a very sacrilegious movement. And to even invoke the Bible to try to say that this is something that God would approve of, it's not. 
eunuchs in the Bible that cut their own junk off also didn't put tits on themselves, throw on some lipstick, and start running around, oh, hey, look at me, I'm a girl. No, they did it so that way they could maintain celibacy because they were probably tempted by sex. They were probably looking at women in appropriate ways. That was probably their weakness. So in order to avoid that temptation, they removed the item that caused the temptation. When men created eunuchs, it was so that way they could guard their harems. So back in the day, kings had multiple wives and they kept them in, you know, basically in an open air prison. They kept them in a little area, but they needed guards. Well, as biology would have it, men are a little bit larger and formidable when it comes to being aggressive or protecting. So they wanted men to be the guards, but they also didn't want that man to be able to, I guess, uh, tarnish the seed of the king or threaten his lineage. So they snipped him off and they put him to work. Slavery, but they put him to work. And then, of course, there was a few people that were born without a defined uh, set of testicles or a full package. And in today's culture, we call that Kleinfelter syndrome. And that roughly amounts to 0.2% of the population. So it's certainly not statistically valuable enough for us to create a worldwide set of laws and policies over. So we're going to take that one off of the table because that is a condition that people know about where you get extra chromosomes that make your sex a little bit up in the air. It's been something that's going on for ages, but 99.98% of the people do not suffer from this. So it's nothing to be concerned about. Kind of like COVID where 99.98% of the people survive. So you probably shouldn't have been a weirdo and wearing 16 masks and shoving 15 booster shots in your rear end. And well, well, now you got myocarditis and 50% of men that have it are looking at shorter lifespans. Hmm, how did that work out, Fauci? But as you're going to see in some of these videos coming up, somebody's cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs pastors, quote unquote, are trying to sell this ideology, not only to their congregation, but to the kids on TikTok and all through all these little short videos. So coming up next, we have an amazing couple that I just had the honor of meeting at one of the events that I spoke at last week. Rigo and Tina Benitez are going to be joining us here shortly. And we came together because I was talking about my experience at the church that I go to. And lo and behold, my pastor's pastor, Rodney Howard Brown, runs the River Church in Tampa. And that's the church that they also attend. So we have very similar ideology. And I'm going to put the links for the River Church and for Foundation Church in the description below. If you've ever been to a church where the pastor was a COVID caving pastor, where they shut down, you need to get out of that church and come to one of these two churches. Tom Lapley from Foundation Church and Pastor Rodney Howard Brown never once shut their doors. In fact, Pastor Rodney Brown was arrested in Tampa for not shutting his doors. They never once asked their people to wear masks. In fact, quite the contrary, if you wear a mask to their service, they're going to ask you to leave. And they rightfully should. My pastor calls it the modern day swastika, and that's 100% what it is, is it's a show of allegiance to a political party. The masks never worked, never worked at all. You could have seven COVID molecules side by side, and it'll still pass through the best masks that you could find unless you're in a full hazmat suit. They never worked. It was a sign of compliance, and I'm sorry, but most of you failed. I think a lot of our listeners probably aren't under that umbrella, but I'm sure there's a couple of you out there that did wear your masks, and you should admit you were wrong. You shouldn't. People like run around like, oh, well, you know, that was just a thing. Let's not talk about it. No, we should talk about it because you were an idiot. 
you blindly followed a political regime, just like the Nazi party had their citizens convinced that, oh, well, this is the right way. It's not the right way. You never conform. You never comply. When tyranny becomes law, resistance becomes duty. It is your duty to resist this draconian measures like mask mandates or vaccines or accepting that a man can be a girl or or accepting here. No, it's not. No more time to accept. Time to call it out. Stand firm. Be proud of who you are because there's a lot of us. And once you start coming out and speaking up, you're going to be pretty surprised how many of your friends start coming out of the woodwork saying, you know what? Thank you for saying something. I feel comfortable saying something, too. It's called the bystander effect. It's when somebody's being violently assaulted on the side of the road and there's a crowd of people around them and nobody does anything because they think somebody else is going to do something first. But once somebody does step in, you see a flood of other people fly in to help. You're that person. I'm that person. We're those people. Stand up. Speak out. You're not going to be left alone. You're not going to be cast aside. You're going to have an army rise behind you. And that's your duty. So before we get to our next guests, to summarize what we just went over is if you lop your schmeckle off, you better be doing it so that way you can praise God a little bit more. Otherwise, you're going to hell. Sorry. It's a violation of the covenant with God. We were given this body. We're not supposed to tarnish it. And I'm guilty. I'm covered in tattoos, trying to quit smoking. I've got a lot of steps that I need to take, but I'm taking those steps. And it's time for you to do the same, ladies and gentlemen. So without further ado, I would like to switch over our next segment where Rigo and Tina are going to be joining us here on Straight Talk to go over some of the topics that are plaguing our societies and discussing it from a biblical perspective. These two amazing folks are in their journey with Christ and they're a couple steps further than me. So I really value their advice and their opinions. And it is a blessing that I was able to interact with them and now have them as a part of my life. Uh, and I hope that you feel the same way when you watch this next interview. All right. Well, uh, Rigo and Tina, welcome to straight talk. Thank you for joining us today. Well, thank you, Jason, for inviting us. We're excited to, to be here. Very good, very good. So um, before uh, before we just brought you on, we went over a little bit about how we met and everything. But um, before we get into the meat of it, I did want to show you guys a little video here. So check this out, and then I'd like to talk a little bit about it. So let me go ahead and put this up on the screen. Don't use Matthew 19.4 against transgender people. Have you not read that he made them from the beginning male and female has been used to shut trans people up and say that they must accept the gender that God assigned them at birth. This is deeply wrong for two reasons. Jesus was arguing against hypocrites. He's not saying anything about gender identity. And secondly, later he shames the hypocrites for their hypocrisy by elevating eunuchs saying that different people can have different expressions of commitment depending on their situation when we see eunuch think people marginalized and hated for their gender identity just as trans people are today i implore my fellow christians to stop the war on trans people stop shunning and terrorizing them love accept and embrace them they are your neighbors this is the way of jesus the way of the gospel 
So the Bible never talks about homosexuality as we talk about it today. It never talks about men or women wanting to live in a same-sex committed relationship based on mutual love and consent. For example, the story of Sodom and Gomorrah is not about homosexuality. It's about the men of Sodom wanting to rape strangers. But the closest that we get to homosexuality as we understand it today, the Bible is actually very positive. So there are several different kinds of eunuchs mentioned in the Bible, as well as eunuchs that existed during that time and shortly after. And a eunuch was more of a title than anything. Generally, a eunuch was hired for one of a few different reasons. Sometimes it would be to protect a harem or brothel. Other times they would be appointed to a ruler to provide spiritual wisdom and guidance. Sort of a hand of the king situation. Now, we generally think of eunuchs as like castrated men, and while some rulers did have that as a requirement, it wasn't always. We also often think of eunuchs as being celibate, but they were not always celibate either. Many eunuchs had vibrant sex lives, some with men, women, and other eunuchs. There were also eunuchs who were not assigned male at birth. Some were assigned female at birth or were intersex. Basically, the term eunuch covered a wide range of gender identities and sexualities, but almost all of them had one thing in common. They weren't entirely seen by their society as male or female, but instead as sort of a third gender option. And the New Testament several times very clearly states that eunuchs are worthy of the kingdom of heaven and that anyone who makes the choice to be a eunuch should accept that calling. I personally identify as a eunuch. It's a title I wear very proudly, and it helps me feel like my gender identity is sacred. It is a term rooted in my faith, and I try to be a person who provides counsel and protects young women. It is a term that makes me feel at home in my body and connected to history. So, how about that, huh? Yeah, it's a lot. So, so basically, these people are trying to preach. These are all different pastors in these cult churches that are trying right. to convince people that not only is transgenderism good, but it's revered by God and Jesus. Right. But I, I think the problem that they're missing here is, as it states in the Bible, and, and y'all are much further in your journey than mine, so that's why I'd like you to clarify a little bit more on this, but there was eunuchs who were born that way. Then right. there was men that created the eunuchs typically to have somebody guard their harem. So that way they didn't right. corrupt the King's lineage. And then there was those like these people here that deliberately turned themselves into eunuchs. But the difference is they did it so that they, they weren't tempted by sex so they could become closer to God. So what is your take from these clowns that we just watched? Well, you know, the Bible says that sin or the works of the flesh will always lead to death, you know, and death has double meaning. We know that, that, that we're going to all going to die one day. Then it talks about death at, at the second judgment of eternal life, you know? So, and uh, through these studies, what the Lord showed me is that when you sin, you're paying your way into hell. You're actually given Satan legal grounds and you're actually making a down payment to go to hell. Because when you go to a bar, that beer is not free. You know, when you go by into a porn or prostitute, you have to pay for that. So people are not just participating, but they're buying their ticket to hell, literally. And so with these pastors, they're doing that because none of them 
talk about salvation. If you notice that, like I've been to a homosexual parades, none of them talk about salvation. None of them want to accept Jesus. There's nothing talk. There's no even a sense of repentance. It's not part of the vocabulary. Anyway, I'm just kind of jumping off the top of my head. You know what I mean? I'm just saying, making some statements. Go ahead. Well, is is my interpretation not correct according to this? I mean, it seems to me like if you were to take the decision to castrate yourself, as we are seeing being done in our communities and unfortunately in our minor communities, right? wouldn't the Bible's definition of that be in order to obtain salvation? But we don't see that coming out of this radical rainbow cult. We don't see Absolutely. any one of these transgenders prophesizing and, and maintaining celibacy. In fact, if you've ever seen Fantasy Fest in Key West, it looks like quite the opposite Absolutely. of sustainment. They don't love Jesus at all. and They don't love the Bible. They don't do that. Because remember that the Bible says that even when they take the word of God, they steer the conscience. Now, you think about tattoos in a different form. My tattoos like you got is ink. But there's also tattoos where you sear the skin similar to like you would do an animal to identify your animal, right? And it's, it's branding. And so the Bible says like the people do this stuff to sear their brain so they don't feel the conviction of God, of remorse, regret, you know, shame. You know what I mean? Like I, I can tell you this right now. I feel shame when I know I've done something wrong. I feel guilty. I feel like I shouldn't have done that. I should have said that. I, I know I'm not pleasing God. You can feel that instant feedback, right? That's the beauty. So that's another thing about the invisible world, right? That you don't see God, but you feel it because God is power. What we call almost sometimes electric magnetic power. There's or we call vibrancy or frequencies, right? And, and, and you know that when you do something wrong, there's like an electric charge that hits your mind, your spirit, your heart, that that wasn't nice. And that's the way God pricking us to say, stop that, or else it's going to happen, something worse is going to happen, right? Do I need to shock you harder, right, to help you to stop? And that's God's correction. And I was going to share some stuff here, but yeah, I, I believe that that these people have seared their minds and they don't want to hear it because I'm telling you, if you went to say, Hey, I love Jesus and Jesus loves you. Can I give you a hug? Most of them will not even give, want to give you a hug because they don't want to identify that you with Jesus. No, they're, they're filled with hate and violence and which, which is funny because they claim to be the party of love and tolerance. But anytime that you speak the truth, they attack viciously and vehemently, and they will not stop. What do you think some of the dangers are coming out of these false prophets trying to promote this message? I mean, it, it's a false salvation, and it's well, only leading souls to the darkness. Well, the danger is the wrath of God, right? And the wrath of God is not because he hates you. It's because he knows that basically you're good for nothing and, and he has to destroy you in order to stop you spreading the disease and god never wanted to destroy anybody but sometimes he has to and that's why none of these people are allowed in heaven not even the righteous not even good people are allowed in heaven unless you repent unless you confess verbally i'm sorry for doing x and x 
and I do accept the atonement of Jesus. And, and you know, so being the and you know, and that, that's the other thing. You, these are definitely evil people, and there's good people. They're still going to end up in the wrong place because it's based on you inviting God. But that's not the subject of the point right now. Salvation is down for the road or whatever. But I feel bad for them. You know, it is a war against them, and I, I'm adapting more of a spirit of compassion. One, to pray for them more sincerely, and two, preach the gospel of Jesus because. The Bible promises when we preach the gospel, it has a convicting power, even for the hardest of hearts and the wicked. So that's the only other solution. Other than that, we just got to abstain from them and, and, and just teach your kids not to be like that, not to, you know what I mean? And I was studying the word, you know, real quick, Jason, the word path, because I was reading in Isaiah 44, because I would look at the word for the straits and wanted to do something with the word straight in the Bible. You know, it says, make straight path, says the Lord of hosts. Isaiah 4.1 says, comfort ye, comfort ye my people, says our God. Speak comfortable Jerusalem, cry to her that her warfare is accomplished, that her iniquity is pardoned, and that she has received the Lord's uh, hand double for all her sins. And here's the, the thing, the voice of him that cries in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord, make straight path. In the desert, a highway for our God. And every valley should be exalted, and every mountain hill should be made low, so there would be like a highway and to make a straight path, okay? And, and the glory of the Lord should be revealed, and all flesh is here together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. So, you know, the word path, it's like, you know, if you're the poem, uh, uh, that says the road less travel, right? Take they try to say the road less travel, but that's almost impossible because a path is something you walked on many a times, a hundred times, a thousand times. That that's why it becomes a visible path. Any small vegetation is destroyed by you stepping on it, like you know. And so when people stand like the LGBT, it's not something they do once or twice. As we know now, it becomes a lifetime. It, it's a permanent path of destruction that is forever. If not, someone steps in the way and say, do you want something different? Go ahead. So, I mean, as Christians, do we hate these people? Mm -mm. But what we do is truly love them is because we want them to be saved as well. So, and I want to, you know, and Jason, I want to say something. I want to say something to be honest. The Apostle Paul said that we as Christians used to be like them. That means that we did almost similar things. You know, there's a lot of people that have same sex marriage. I mean, that's same sex practices. And I know that kids, young kids, that's what the Bible says don't leave your children alone because if you leave your kids, they will innocently have sex with each other, boys with boys, and sometimes girls and guys or or girls with girls, even as young as seven, eight, nine, ten years old, if you don't watch your kids, they will have that. It, because they're experimenting. They're trying that. And Paul said, we used to be like that. We used to do things that flesh. Like I was, before I got saved, I used to drink. I had a girlfriend. I was having sexual intercourse, right? And we all have had that. But then when we accepted the Lord, there's like a wall goes up immediately like, uh, you're not allowed to do that no more. If you do it, it's like all the time you hear that, that it's like 
you know, the wall in Germany. God's voice is going, you can't do that no more. You can't do that no more. You can't do that no more. And so we finally get tricked enough to like, okay, God's pretty serious about this. I have to stop it or else I'm in trouble. And now you feel that warning. Your heart rate goes up. So no, we don't hate these people. We love them because we used to be like them. We just didn't hopefully develop a strong lifestyle. You know what I mean? You didn't create that, that path that was treaded forever at month after I me. Mean, I, I got saved when I was 18, so I didn't develop a strong path of alcoholism or drugs. I, I, I was dating a, a, a girlfriend for two years, maybe. So we were actively having sex. But that then all of a sudden when I got saved, it's like the Holy Spirit said, no. And even my girlfriend didn't like that because she didn't want Jesus. When Jesus comes in, it's going to divide people to like, you cannot continue hanging out because one will not like Jesus. That's why it says one will be left in the city and one will be taken. Not everybody's going to have Jesus in their hearts. And, and my girlfriend was an A student, like AP honor classes, very smart, well-behaved, nice person, but didn't want Jesus. And, and you know, so we know, so we don't hate LGBT people. We don't. <laughs> Well, it's stopping what you're doing and repenting and not doing it any longer. Uh, many of us have had issues with pornography and adultery and out of marriage intercourse, which what a lot of people don't understand, it falls into the same block of the same sin as homosexuality. It's immorality and, and it's, it's not accepted one way or the other. So, no, we don't hate. In fact, many of us are guilty of the same exact sin. We've just made the choice to turn ourselves over to the Lord. But you did mention the children, and Tina, I'd like to hear your perspective on this as well. Uh, obviously, something that we focus on quite a bunch and the organization Florida Straits is heavily involved in is the LGBTQ plus agenda being indoctrinated into our school systems. How do you feel uh, about that? I mean, is, is that something that you think is is just just there on the shelf, or do you think it's it's very detrimental to our future generations? I think anything being forced is detrimental when they want to push their views and that that is the only way. And that is not what Christians are doing. We're not saying it's not the only way, but it's the way. Because once you are saved, the difference is you should know better. You should know that this is your way for salvation, but you have the tools, you know what you're supposed to do and not do. Just like when your parents are raising you as a child, we teach you right from wrong. And that's the difference with what God does through Jesus, our Savior, is Jesus is disciplining us. He's the one who's bringing us from point A to point B. And people that keep backsliding, um, pointing fingers or thinking that they're under attack. But it's actually the opposite. It's, it's come to the point where now they're forcing their agenda on people who are living the way the Bible is written out, that now your freedoms are being revoked because you are a straight person in the, United, in the world and you are maintaining family structure, the nucleus, the mom, the dad, the children. And so, yeah, I, I worked in two different school districts in Northern Pennsylvania and I saw it with my own eyes. Um, but you know as well, since you were, you know, you stood up for your views. But for me, it was we were not allowed to say anything about sex, politics, religion in school. It's frowned about. You're not allowed to speak your views. 
But yet you see this twist. You see people are now spewing their views, raising the flags. What you shared the other day that I didn't even know is that how teachers are sharing things with without permission. Parents are not aware what happens in those classrooms. I can attest to it. But the one thing that I did view, children have access to their iPhones at all times. So if something's going on in the classroom and if a student is brassy enough and they video that, now they have it on, it's taped, right? So they can release that to wherever. I do see something that very, very big that's happening in our nation now is that our children who are standing up for their rights are being singled out. And they're the opposite. It is, it is again, it's the flip of uh, a benism, not a racism, but the sexism in our culture. Um, it, it is, it's very detrimental. And it is going to be something that is going to be for the, for the longevity, as in, you know, our rights about vaccinating versus vaccinating, that that's not your topic, but shoving that at people, that you can't do something because you're not in cahoots with them that's when this is gonna become more detrimental for these kids. And again, the age group, the age group, they're very vulnerable and um, they wanna fit in. Well, they're highly impressionable at that age. I mean, I've told stories about how when I wanted to be Superman as a kid and how my son wants to be superheroes, you know, he wants to be the Flash. I don't encourage him to run right. through traffic. You know, there's a line that needs to be drawn there. Um, so with, with um. The constant bombardment throughout our communities and through our schools, and and like you were saying, if you don't accept, then you're not even allowed in. You can only be an ally. You can't have your own feelings. You must subscribe to part of this alphabet agenda. Otherwise, you're outcasted, you're shamed and shunned. Now, us as adults, we can handle the bullying, for lack of a better word. We can handle the harassment because we know the truth. But our children can't handle those types of harassments and bullying. And, you know, Facebook's an example. Whenever you post something that the left doesn't like, they start vehemently attacking you. They do a little laughing emoji on anything that you have. Us as grownups, not an issue. But our kids, that's devastating. So what, what do you think this is doing to them? It, it's, it's almost forced by coercion into this agenda. And if we don't, you know, in 1963, the Supreme Court ruled that Bible passages and Bible reading shouldn't be brought into the schools. A lot of people thought that was the separation of church and state, and it was a beneficial thing. So people thought. But now as we're watching the evil being promoted into it, wouldn't it be fair to think that we should probably maybe start bringing back some of the good into the schools? Absolutely. Absolutely. But, you know, it's, it's, it's good that, but, you know, Schools are a neutral state, you know, where uh, there's got to be some guidelines and, and, and with, you know, that there's not sense of Christianity in schools. Um, I, what I would say this to ourselves, that in that situation, it's the parents' job to start at home. It doesn't mean you have to homeschool because the Bible specifically said train a child in the way he should go that when he grows, he will not depart from it. Now, if I have a close relationship with my child, I teach him yes and no, you know, he could go to school and be persuaded and persuaded, but he knows he has to come to me. And he knows I'm going to read that right in his face. That's no, either get spanked, grounded, or whatever. And so what's happening, the problem is not really just the school. And that's really the deception of the devil. The problem is really at home. It's the parents are not doing their job. Basically, a lot of times they're watching 
similar televisions, stuff there even at home. Like for instance, even the churches, right? Some parents give their kids the iPhone at church, sit right next to them, doing watching volume off, but, but they're watching these cartoons that may not even be godly, and and no one's policing. So in this instance, that's why we need strong parents, strong believers, you know, not to be, you know, with a hand of steel, but you know, correction is applied simple. I mean, like when we do a little baby, think about that training, right? A little baby, when he grabs something, you do this lightly. You don't beat a little baby. You just do this. As they grow two-year-old, you keep doing that. To the point that they understand that if you're present, these things are not good for you. The fire will burn you, the electricity outlet. So the so they know and they respect your authority because you're there. Why? Because you're also there giving them affection, love, eating together, going to play. And the reason why these kids get hooked to school is because now these kids are also playing with other kids at school, other people, when sometimes they don't even get that at home. There's a lot of things I didn't get to do at home with my parents and my brothers that, yeah, I, I was on the wrestling team, football team, and hang out with them because they became part of my family. You know what I mean? But my mom had enough presence in my life to correct me, even threw me out of the house at, in 10th grade. Says, you're going to act with that. You got to leave. So after going out for two months or a month and a half out in summer, I came back for the fall. I said, Mom, I, I, you're right. I, I won't, I'll behave. I'll be better. You know what I mean? It's tough out there surviving on your own. And so it has to start at home. I, I, in this instance, I don't hold the school system responsible. Now, of course, we got to do what you're doing where if it's egregious, gross, grotesque, like teaching pornography class. Like we were just watching a video, I think, that they were teaching adult males how to use sex education, sex education how to use dildos on men on men. I'm like, bro, I was like, that's gross. Teacher was reading. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? And this is a woman happy to tell football players, wrestlers, oh, this is how you guys can have fun together. Can you imagine that? If if, if I was a strong Christian, I would have got up and tell the woman, you know, whatever you're doing is not of God. Do you cross the line here? You know what I mean? And, and think about it. You know, there's some things called war situations, right? Guys understand that better, right? Like Israel's been attacked with all these missiles all the time. All the time is the declaration of war. Israel's kind of been nice. Well, when a person is teaching you, you know, hey, you men on men, that's war. You that woman is not a teacher no more. She's an enemy combatant. And you you ought to treat her like that. Because, you know, I'm gonna give you an example that I had a surprise for you. I was part of the Loudoun School riots in Virginia. I was the instigator of the uproar because if you look at the videos, a lot of the LGBT got up and say their spiels. And I was praying in the spirit and saying, God, and they were saying this. But once this woman crossed the line of start attacking the Christians, Say they're hateful. The followers of Jesus are hateful. I just stood in my seat, didn't even get up. I said, you're a liar in the name of Jesus. You, you will not speak in here. 
and the place went uproar. That's where that guy got arrested and it became national news. What did happen? Right after that, we had the governor's election, which Virginia is a big deal. And, and the governor, the current governor that was in, incumbent, says online on a platform says, our parents have no right to teach your kids, which is the only teachers do, and the school system does. It exploded on his face. And Governor Glenn Youngkin, who I knew is a believer and has more God fear in him, all of a sudden grabbed that and says, parents, do you hear what this guy just said? Do you really want to vote for him, even if you're Democrat, liberal? Do you really want this guy? And it cost him the race. Well, it's if not. It's, it shouldn't be partisan. If you're a Christian, it's time for Christ's army to stand up. This Bluetooth Christianity where people are loosely connected but not plugged in, the time is over. And that's kind of where I wanted to lead into a little bit is the church that you all attend is led by Pastor Rodney Howard Brown. It's called yes. the Ripper Church in Tampa. Yes. I, I attend a church that's just under him. My pastor's pastor is Rodney Howard Brown, Tom Liapley at the Foundation Church. Yes. And from what I've done, see, over many years, my family bounced from church to church to church to try to find the right type of church. Right. And when we stumbled upon, you know, the umbrella of Pastor Rodney Howard Brown, it, it was eye-opening. It was the truth. Right. We were called out. Every time that I go to church, I feel like the pastor's pointing directly at me and saying, this is what you're doing wrong, and this is how you fix it. But he right. uses, you know, we need to be violent in our Christianity and not in a not in a physical violent way, but we need right. to have that fire and passion now to speak the truth and not be ashamed of it, not be afraid of losing a dopamine hit, but to, to, to do something about it. Uh, so we've got about five minutes or so remaining. I know. Um, I, I felt that, you know, I'm going to tell you this. I, you know, I did a research, a little bit of critical race theory. Uh, you know, attorney Derek Bell, who kind of NCA, DP, CP, whatever, and all those things. I studied a little bit about Stonewall and with the, the birth of, you know, uh, the modern gay movement and all like that. And, and one thing I, I just want to say that God loves people but God knows people's hearts more than we do. And even for the LGBT, if any of them watching or if people want to hear is this, Jesus loves you and he has a wonderful plan for your life. And if you open your heart and let him come in genuinely, not, you know, you, you're going to see that he's going to change your life in a way you wouldn't be expecting it. And I just want to say real quick, you know, with this real history, well, the killing of babies have happened. It has been a great transition. Egypt, by the time of Moses, the baby, they were going to be killing abortion. Then the birth of Jesus, abortion. And why are we having abortions right now? It's the main thing. Because Jesus is about to return. It's, it's big time events. Um, God has dealt. Can you imagine the whole population of the earth was destroyed by the flood? Only eight people left. Um, Sodom and Gomorrah, which was actually 10 cities, destroyed for sodomy. And right now, we're coming to a place of judgment that the Bible says no wicked thing will be allowed in heaven. And the earth will be clean again. So if you're sinning, and you're going to be judged severely. And I don't care what your opinion is. Death can be a deterrent if you value life. There's certain things I don't do. I don't run my mouth because I don't want to die or get in a serious fight with anybody. Like you 
firstly, Jason, you you look like you're a big guy. You look like you could be a good fighter. Why would I want to get on your face knowing that there's a good chance you could kill me? There's some things that are deterrent, and people need to learn that. You know what I mean? That That's why God says love one another, act a certain way, say certain things, so you walk at peace with each other and not hurt each other. Go ahead. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry. I was just coughing a little bit. Uh, well, when I met you all um, at last week's meeting, we, we spent quite a substantial amount of time talking afterward, and and we, we made an immediate connection because we, we share the same values and the same passion. And I want to see more Christians come out and be that passionate. And I, I don't think anybody can disagree that end times are written. What's going to happen is going to happen. I don't think that we're going to be able to prevent that. Nowhere in the Bible does it say we could put a pause on things if you do this and if you do that. But what we need to do is we need to get our families, our friends, and, and a lot of these people that are lost on the other side, we need to get them on board. Uh, churches like the River Church and Foundation Church are, are, are two fantastic churches because they don't sugarcoat the Bible. They, they, they give it to you exactly how it's written. And if you don't like it, uncomfortability is a good thing. You should be uncomfortable in your learning experiences. Uh, you all had mentioned that you moved down here for the River Church. So can you kind of, um, in the few minutes we have remaining, about five, I think, left now, tell us a little bit about why you came down here, why you chose the River Church, and why every Christian that's out there right now that's in a church that was a COVID-caving church with pastors that separated their people six feet and then pushed in vaccines— why is it critical that you get rid of the false prophets like we saw in the videos before and these churches that are falsely telling people what the right way is? And, and how do we get enough people combined into Christ's army so that way we can not fight to save the world because that's not going to happen, but fight to bring as many souls into the light as possible? And then spend a few minutes on telling us, uh, our listeners, on how they can get a hold of you directly and follow some of your uh, preaches. So, Jason, my uh, background is similar to yours. A lot of what you endured as you were raised, I was through many different churches. My mother just said, as long as you have faith, you can choose whatever doctrine. Uh, so we were in so many. But in January, when Rigo uh, shared Pastor Rodney, I'd never heard of him before. Though, as we were watching it, it was like I was drawn to that power. He has the power of God on him, the fear of God, which is what people are missing. They don't have it. I had a beautiful church I belonged to in Bethlehem that I was about to become a, I was going to say a customer, a be a part of their ministry. And I was all in. Um, but you know what? It was a lot of fluff. I don't mean to say that to be rude, but it was, there was not the power of God. So when I learned and I sat there and I saw the conference, the winter conference, I knew in my spirit that I needed to be here in Florida to witness it firsthand. We packed our bags and we drove down here five different times, actually. The first time that I got here, I knew I needed to be here. And, and that was it. So yeah. we found our home. Um, we knew that we needed to be a part so that I could right. learn. Well, real quick, you can look at me at Rico Benitez, you know, on Facebook. Uh, there might be different one, but... You know, I know Pastor Rodney for over 30 years. He has had impact on my life. But, um, you know, he the reason why I came here is because he stood up and been doing the stand every day except Saturday for over three years. And everybody's looking for a father figure. You know, he is the ultimate father figure, loving, kind, disciplined, 
you know, a hero. And, and, and we need that. You know, I was looking at Hitler's life and all these people, even in the wicked world, people like discipline, someone strict, someone that will not play around. We were made by God to have discipline and order. And we actually look for it. So, you know, you could get in contact with uh, uh, Pastor Rodney at Breakthrough. There's a huge conference right now. Let's go start today. Go for, till Sunday. Go to revival.com. You know, we are um, growing. The reason, Jason, we made friends because we believe you're in the up and up. I believe more doors are going to open up to you. I believe Forest is a ministry raised by God. And as you're learning more about the power of God, you're only going to grow bolder because you cannot remain the same once you get close to the power of God. It's like, you know, like anything else, if you have a machine gun, you're going to shoot it. Eventually, if you have bullets, you're going to shoot it. And when you have the power of God, you're going to tell about how good God is. So that's our, our story. I know this is very short, but listen, I really believe Florida Straits has been raised by God. And you, you have my blessing that that you're a legitimate God's voice and God's raising you up to be a voice in our nation. So get ready for it, you know? I sincerely appreciate that. And, you know, Florida Straight started off, you know, nonpartisan and, and non-religious. We were opening the doors to everybody, but that's changing. Uh, we are going to be a Christian organization from now on because that is the truth. Uh, so <laughs> anybody that's part of it, I suggest you come on board with us on the Christian side of the Avenue because we need every single ounce of God's armor throughout this fight to bring as many souls to the light as possible. Because like you said, in the days of the ark, only eight people. I mean, I don't know the exact population of the planet at the time, but I'm assuming that, that was like next to nothing of the population of people that were actually right. saved. And it's not going to be any different in the end times. It's going to be a very small handful of people. And if it's 20 to 30 people, I want that to be you too. I want that to be me and my family. And everybody should want their children and their families to be there. Absolutely. Eternal life is forever. This life here is a blink in the eye, nothing more, nothing less. You know, any tribulations or pains or trials that you have. I mean, we get attacked all the time. I had somebody stop by my house yesterday. Thank goodness I was sitting outside when it happened, but they're shouting obscenities at me, homophobe, bigot. I mean, now they come to your home to attack you. So that's why we need Christ's army to come collectively together and to fight together. And, and I thank you guys so much for being on with us today. And, and, and thank you so much for, for, you know, supporting and being members of Florida uh, Straits. You know, and hopefully... we have, but I'm, I'm going to tell you this. There is going to be a lot of immoral people, homosexual, lesbians who are going to come to Christ in these days because the love of God is way stronger than anything the devil can offer them. And, you know, Christianity should be excited. There's a reward system for following Christ. And I believe people are going to start begin to see that there's a reward for following God. That's awesome. You know, it's exciting you get rewarded, you know? My life yeah, has changed a thousand times for the better, and I'm sure anybody right. else can testify to that as well. You know, going back to the father is the head of the household, you know, that's it. Well, again, yeah. thank you all so very much. Um, I would love to have you on again so we can continue this discussion continue. a little bit more. Yes. Uh, maybe if uh, our broke podcast can afford the Zoom Pro, then we can uh, upgrade to a little bit longer on the interview. Well, let's do it. Let's but, do it. Um, We'll definitely have you on again. And hopefully, um, personally, I get to cross paths with you many more times over the next several years as we yeah, continue. We definitely want to visit you down in Port Charlotte, you know? Of course, of course. We'll definitely do lunch. But thank you so much for coming on. Now, ladies and gentlemen, that is the party of love and tolerance. There is no hatred.
coming from our side. The truth hurts sometimes. The truth offends you sometimes. The Bible will offend you sometimes. But it is the truth, and it is the way, and it is the light. I want to thank Rigo and Tina for joining us again. Again, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sure you'll be seeing more of them in some of our future episodes because I think that their information is invaluable to our cause. But if you would like to support this podcast directly, we could use a new camera. You can check out the links in the description where we have our locals and our Patreon page where you can subscribe for only $5 a month. You'll have access to exclusive content and some stories that we might not have been able to get to through our episode. So I would like to introduce to you the sweetest way that you can support this podcast, and that is through MakeHoneyGreatAgain.com. You're going to use promo code STRAIGHT, and you will get your hands on some of the best honey that money can buy. Made in South Carolina, this goes directly from the bee into the bottle, no massive production equipment. Local residents are employed to the tune of a thousand plus in order to provide this wonderful product, so it helps contribute to their local economy. And this is an amazing product. If you guys watched previous episodes, you've seen two bottles sitting on our desk, but we are now down to just the one because we couldn't resist and we used the other one completely up. So we will be ordering some more as well. But the holiday seasons are coming up, and if you want an excellent way to give a gift to your conservative friends, this bottle is in the shape of the 45th president of the United States, Donald J. Trump. And if you want to trigger some of your liberal friends, or if you've got one of those secret Santas, it's a great way to hit it. Order one of these. MakeHoneyGreatAgain.com Ladies and gentlemen, the sponsors of our show, Florida Straits, are actively fighting throughout the school boards and throughout the communities. They have billboards all throughout the state of Florida that are running to counteract some of this woke agenda. They're raising funds to help bring lawsuits against these corrupt school boards. They're raising funds to bring lawsuits against these corrupt businesses that hire based on sexual preference. But ladies and gentlemen, it's expensive. And they're bleeding dry. You know, it's really weird. In the beginning, when it was a small grassroots movement, they garnered a whole lot of support. But as the movement grows, it's that bystander effects. They're getting less and less help from people like you. So if you're tired of seeing this woke stuff in your schools, Florida Straits is the only nonprofit organization that's 501c3 recognized that promote traditional values and straight pride. There is 10 thousand gay pride organizations that are actively working to groom your children in our school districts. If you don't believe us, I challenge you to come to one of these school board meetings. It will blow your mind the amount of these purple-headed activists that show up waving their trans flags. And if you live in a blue city, you're vastly outnumbered. So, ladies and gentlemen, please, we need your help. Whether you support this podcast with a dollar or two, if you buy a bottle of honey, subscribe to our locals or Patreon page, or donate to Florida Straits. All of those funds are going 100% for the cause. I promise. Nobody takes a salary. Nobody takes a penny. There's no administration fees. Everything that is donated is used to spread the message and try to save our culture and our schools. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning into another episode of Straight Talk. Next week's going to be kind of a different format. Wife and I are going up to Kansas City, and I want to trigger some liberals 
in one of the most liberal places in America. So next week's going to be fun. Check it out. Thank you again. We'll see you next time.